I'm going to just say that in, like forever. I'm going to be like, in the middle of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2050. I was like, in the middle of Corona. It's like the apocalypse. Let's be honest. <laughs> really? We're going to have forest fires in the middle of Corona? <laughs> Why are you Moira Rose? What? <laughs> <laughs> just felt right. You Is know? this what we want for our little homeless town? Toddler. Homeless toddler. You know what I was saying? I also dislike what is this what we want for our little toddlers homeless towns kids and welcome to another microsode of uh, my spooky gay family we have a very very special episode as you might have heard in the intro today we are joined by the one and only you do this to me every time <laughs> <laughs> i was like prepared to and you just stop talking every time it's well, who me. are you it's me it's <laughs> They're coming for you, yeah. Barbara. <laughs> I was going to text you that when I came to pick you up today. I was going to be like, I'm coming for you, Barbara. You know, funny thing, I actually thought you forgot for a hot minute, and I was like, I could take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget. An elephant never forgets. Um, so, yeah, we have another fun little mini-sode today. We are going to continue our little quest through the haunting of Hill House. Hello, Sam. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm exhausted from having watched this one. This one is a hard one to watch. This one is very heavy. Yeah, this episode is a lot. It's emotionally exhausting. <laughs> it's emotionally exhausting. And like one of my notes is like, wow, this episode really like this episode proved that they really know how to highlight like the way that um, being an empath is like a blessing and a curse. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you feel you feel for everybody, but everything is terrible <laughs> all the time. <laughs> everything is awful. <laughs> yes. So we're going to dive right into the awfulness that is Nell. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Nell. <laughs> I feel bad for Nell, but Nell is kind of like Nell's like that dog on the farm that keeps showing up and everyone keeps kicking it and the dog just keeps coming back. What fucking farms are you going yeah. to? <laughs> Where did that metaphor I'm like, come from? I'm a vegan. <laughs> really offended by the fact that you I would not dog. kick a dog. I mean, I would never kick a dog anyway, but... Um, I've seen you kick a dog. It's just Bullshit. <laughs> I'm just trying to tarnish your name. Yeah. <laughs> Every vegan in the world is like... <gasps> yeah, they're going to start going off. I'm so not getting invited. They're like, to... a vegan kicked yeah. a dog. <laughs> I'm not going to get invited to Thursday's meeting. Definitely not. <laughs> All seven of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't invited to Thursday's meeting anyway. I had chicken nuggets for lunch. <laughs> Air fried. Fucking delicious. <laughs> So here we go. We're going to jump right into The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, this was a crazy episode. Um, and it starts off with Nell in bed. And my first note is literally just, uh, I wonder why the whole sheets being pulled 
or or the sheets moving never gets old. I I think it's just that feeling that you have when you're when you're sitting up in bed alone and it's that kind of like if something grabs me right now there is nothing no one to help me and that is exemplified in this episode (laughs) because not only do we have uh sleeping we have sleep paralysis and so (laughs) (laughs) um but it's funny to me because this isn't even the first time in this series the whole sheets being pulled has been done I don't think it's the last time either. Like, <laughs> I mean, probably yeah. not. But for some reason, it like never stops being creepy, and I don't know why. Because there are scares that you're like, okay, I'm I'm done with the scare. I mean, I think it's just the tediousness of it all. <laughs> tediousness. Because think about, it. I, I know that's I, that's a made up word, yes. Um, but tediosity. Like, there you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that's the more official the word. Yeah. <laughs> I think you meant tediousness. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you were right. Go me. <laughs> um, no, because like you know. I mean, there's nothing more than an annoying ghost that's like, you're going to be cold. <laughs> Bob, we're all like worried about dying yeah. and Bob's like, I'm freezing. <laughs> he loses weight and he's like, there's a chill. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a real thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that you'd know because you're fat. But, <laughs> but when you get skinny, you're cold. Yeah. It happens. I don't think I'm ever cold anymore. Yesterday I well it's I, July so that can be a part of it. <laughs> Yesterday I I walked like down the street in here in town. Yeah. And by the time I got to the other end, my back hurt, my feet hurt, and I had a trail of sweat down the crack of my pants. Oh god! I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was like, I need to I need to stop eating chicken nuggets. Is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. But yes, we do open up on Nell in bed as a little a, a wee one. Oh okay. <laughs> I know where we are. Okay. <laughs> Bob just been talking. He had no idea what's going on. No, He's like, I, I, I'm I, just going to roll with the punches no, on this. I knew eventually we would talk about something pivotal in this episode that brought me exactly to where I need to be. But um, that was not English, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I knew I would figure it out. That's what was important. At least someone had yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to believe in yourself, kids. Uh, yeah. So it starts with Nell in bed and she sees the infamous bent neck lady. Yes, the bent neck lady. The bent neck lady. We've been talking a lot about the bent neck lady. Old bent neck. Old bent neck. (laughs) So I'm not the only one who was kind of like, this name is effective, but also really stupid. (laughs) Sounds like a Woody Guthrie song. Old bent neck neck lady. (laughs) She keeps coming around the bed. She is the bend. (laughs) What? She is the bend. I said the bed. Oh, I I heard Ben. Never mind. Oh my God. She is the bed. (laughs) Yes, we finally get to really uh, get to know Bent Neck Lady in this episode. (laughs) It's it's an interview episode. (laughs) What? It was a bad joke. Never mind. (laughs) Are we done? (laughs) I I guess. I don't know. Okay, pack it up. We can all go home now. Nelson's in bed. Pack it in. let me begin. Nell's in bed with the bent neck lady. I'm looking at my notes for this episode, and I was not... Uh, usually when I watch these episodes, I I take, like, very concise notes so I know, like, what I was talking about so I can reference it again. But my next note just says, the bent neck lady could just be Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what made me write that. Is it the, the scream that happens? It's like the scream, but it's also, I think it's like the shape 
and also the hair. <laughs> like the hair is very reminiscent of Kellyanne. And it's the, like that SNL sketch where Kate McKinnon is it Kelly wise. <laughs> Kelly wise. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Ticket. <laughs> and we're back to it, yeah. kids. <laughs> let's just let's just do this one more time. Let's do the whole conversation one more time. Uh, what it? Oh, that was probably <laughs> oh, okay. one of the last times. No, you were on it was this. just because you were taking your headphones off. I was like, are we redoing everything? <laughs> no, I just couldn't hear you because oh. you're. It's stupid. This is technical information that you yeah. don't need, but I can't hear your mic through the headphones. Oh, that's annoying. Okay, yes. Um. So yes, we do. We meet the bent neck lady, and then uh, we do something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, then it goes to Nell, and she's uh, an adult. talking. No, 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 no. Oh, she's no. talking to her mom because we spend like the whole first night in uh, Hill House is just fucking chaos <laughs> for yeah. Nell. Yeah, it's essentially just the start of Nell's no good, very bad life. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Because she like she she gets afraid of the bent neck lady and then she runs to her parents' room yeah. and they come for her and she's like I want to sleep here and they're like no and she's <laughs> like <laughs> and, she, and they're like you can sleep on the couch and she's like will you sleep with me she's she turns into a vet from <laughs> will anyone go with me <laughs> and so the mom decides to sleep out in the living room with her but then. <laughs> She, she just, just fucking ditches her. her. Yeah. She, the chicken's out halfway through the night. She's like, oh, she's asleep. I'll leave her alone. Yeah. And then t- literally two and a half seconds later, and I was like, <laughs> Could you imagine leaving a five-year-old in that living room, in that no. giant fucking house? No. no right? Because that kid would be terrified. Right? Especially you, like, the leave first a light night. On? Like the first night that you're there. Yeah. Well, that was the, sec- it's the like... second night, technically, the living room. No. Oh, I thought it was the second night. No, it's night. the first night. No, it's the first night. It, it all happens, happens in, in the first night. night. Really? Yeah, yeah, she sees her twice in one night. Oh, that's fucked up. Just, yeah. I just assumed it was the next night because, like, okay, never mind. But they do have that whole, like, kind of sweet scene where the, the where Nell is like, what's in your locket? And the, and the mom's like, you know what's in my locket. Bentnick lady. Really sweet, very adorable. Um, and in the locket, this I I wrote this down because I was like, "What the fuck?" In the locket, she has a picture of Luke and Nell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're the and babies. I was like, how how she fucking terrible kids. to be one of the kids who didn't make the locket. Like, <laughs> the, the, she was just like, "Well, fuck the other three. The three <laughs> older children are done now. Yeah. <laughs> it's over the, with. It's the babies and it's the twins. So it's like, you know." You wouldn't get it. It's a As a baby. Thing. Oh, apparently. <laughs> I also, for some reason, Nell seems younger than Luke when they're kids. I don't know why she, that is. Yeah, she does weirdly seem like she's like a year She or seems two like she's like four or five, and he seems six or seven. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just a casting thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, the actress has like a real baby face. Yeah, and uh, she even like, like Luke just has like a better command of like language, I feel like for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, Luke, she kind of still seems to be in a, a place where, like, she's mastering talking. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, getting used to, to like, talking. Yeah. Whereas Luke is very, like, he speaks very yeah. freely. So it, I, I feel like it makes her seem younger than she's supposed to be. Because they're both supposed to be about, what, like, six? Yeah, I think so. They're both supposed to be, like, yeah, six, six. Yeah, seven, five or maybe. six. No, I wouldn't say six or no. seven. I would say probably, like, five or six. Okay. Luke seems older than five, though. Five he seems does. very young for him. But, I mean, yeah. 
I, I feel like that's got to be like where they're supposed to be around, though. I could be I wrong. Mean, like, I, it's entirely possible, but I always assumed that he seemed more like he was like seven, like six or yeah. seven, kind of on the verge of like being like an older kid. But she just seems like like a baby. Like a baby. <laughs> she does. She I, seems I, like a homeless I will toddler. admit, the first time I watched it, I did not realize they were twins until somebody said it. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh. I just thought that they were like close in age. Like I wouldn't have realized they were twins until somebody said it. But isn't that like the whole point? That they're twins? Yeah. I don't know if they actually I mean, say that until Luke's The twin episode. thing, yeah. When they're talking about the twins. I mean, it might probably. slip before that, but I don't know. Well, either uh, way. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, no. Super interesting. <laughs> Everyone was like, God damn it. They're like, they're, twi- they're twins. Move on. They're like, she's six and we they're twins. It. We uh, get it. <laughs> so they have the whole scene with the locket, and then the mom's like, mm, fuck off. And she just runs away <laughs> in the dark. And <laughs> fuck off. And she just, like, creeps off into the dark to, like, be yeah. with the shadows or whatever the fuck she does. And so I just imagine that what's her name? Cl- Olivia. 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 I yeah. wanted to say like Clarice. I don't know why. Clarice. She looks like a Clarice. Does she? Doesn't she? No. The lamb <laughs> stops screaming. Um, she looks like a Clarice, but Olivia creeps off into the night to, I don't know, haunt people or be a demon or whatever the fuck. <laughs> or go does. back to bed. <laughs> One of those options. No, she's more. creepy. She is creepy. Well, she. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The mom is creepy. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, she is. She's really <laughs> creepy. And especially because she's... She's like, like, I have a migraine and horns. <laughs> like, what the, like, what the fuck? I mean, night one, she's not so bad. Like, <laughs> she was pretty, She left Nell to die. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the early 90s. <laughs> is that when it's supposed to be? No. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, God. These people are supposed to be our age now. <laughs> I don't like this at all. No, they're a little bit older than us. Just disagree. Okay. <laughs> I would like them to be older than us, please. I would say, like, Steve is easily, like, early 40s. That's fair. And we are not early 40s. No, not yet. You're 34. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interrogation now. <laughs> I try to make it a point of bringing up her age. Really? In every single At episode. least once in every episode. That's and we haven't even done the main episode yet. Yeah, no. This is just this is just part one of that today. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, then Nell wakes up after after mom fucks off, and uh, she, she wakes up, and the bent neck lady is <laughs> literally hanging over her. <laughs> yeah, like floating, like some kind of weird piece of driftwood, like three feet over her. It was like probably one of the best scares in this episode. I think. Yeah. Like psychologically, I was like, oh, as a child, like, I can't like even... imagining waking up and being like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, in, I don't know. Because I, I would say if I was that age, if I even, because I, I remember after we watched, um, uh, what's that name with the freaking tooth fairy demon lady? 
darkness falls. That one, yeah. <laughs> when I would start to wake, I had trained myself that when I would start to wake up, I like wouldn't open my eyes, or if I did, I would like look down. Like if you were now like when, so that you wouldn't see the exa- yeah, because I didn't want to die. Like <laughs> like when, you know, so, like if you're now like and you know bent neck lady, you know has a bad habit of showing up. <laughs> you know, like wouldn't you just be like, oh, not looking? You know, like ever. You make her sound like an annoying acquaintance that occasionally just drops by your house. <laughs> well, how would you describe bent neck lady? Because <laughs> morning Bob wakes up like blinking from many times. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will say Bent Neck Lady is probably the creepiest part of this whole episode, easily. Um, she, she is kind of the only scare in this one. Like, we well, don't it's because we're focusing yeah. on Nell. We, you know what's interesting is that, obviously, Bent Neck Lady is, like, Nell's, like, her, the ghost for her character. <laughs> um, that It's, like, the one that follows her around. And we find out that Luke had a ghost that was following him around, but we don't really see... Nell is really the only one who had... A connection to any of the ghosts? Well, Luke's connection is the bowler hat. The bowler hat, yes, but like I feel like we're moving on to the next episode, but you know, it's actually the episode. It's the oh. episode is it this? One? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, never mind. Sorry, I watched them all together, and now I don't <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Luke. We we found out in the last episode that Luke uh, had the connection through the bowler hat, but yeah. I'm saying like Nell is the only one who has a real personal connection to any of the ghosts. Well, what makes hers more personal than Luke's? Well, we find out later in the episode that Ben Neck Lady is her. Well, yes, but I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we're talking about this <laughs> the episode. We might as well just fucking say I it. I mean, that is true, yes. Um, Obviously, that's true. And so I was like, I wonder if there's supposed to be a more, like, pivotal connection between him and the bowler hat guy, other than the fact that he took his hat by well, accident. It's hard because in order to discuss this, I'd have to discuss something that would happen in the last episode. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, I don't. I are are we saying things that happen later in the series? That was my. I just didn't know as a guest. I didn't know if you guys were trying to keep it without. Well, if you're if you're watching along for the first time and you haven't seen the rest of the series, skip ahead thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more than that. <laughs> No, because it was in the last one they talk about because the tall guy with the bowler hat is Poppy's husband, William, William Hill. Mm-hmm. And like she was when she's talking to the dad, she was like, she's like, she's talking about how he felt small and they made him feel small or whatever. So that's why he comes back and he's so tall with like um, with the bowler hat and everything like that. And I think it's supposed to relate to Luke's journey with addiction and feeling small and insignificant. And mm. like that. So I think all the ghosts that are like directly connected to somebody have like a storyline that kind of, you know, overlaps. Does Theo have a ghost? She's got, <laughs> she's got, I don't know, she's got them hands. <laughs> <laughs> she knows everybody. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about before how like, <laughs> we were talking about, because we have already watched yeah. Theo's episode. Oh, okay. And yeah, because Nell's the last one. Nell's the last one where we like, find of out, the like, siblings, of the yeah. siblings where we find out their personal story. Um, but I'm saying that like I I don't understand why she always wears opera gloves, and I feel <laughs> like it's probably like I can't think that it's anything but homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like what would a lesbian wear? <laughs> opera gloves, either opera gloves or gardening gloves, and there's no in between. But I would I would think that a lesbian would wear a fashionable glove. 
Yeah, I have no reason to believe that we wouldn't. Do the, you have fashionable gloves? I don't, but I also don't have, uh, what Any the hell gloves. is it called? The ones she wears when she's at work are kind of cute. She has those, like, half glove things that they, like, they cover, like, her fingers, but they only go, like, right up to the wrist, maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, but so her fingertips are exposed? No, no, no. That one, it's like, it's like those half gloves, so it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Oh, I know the one. They they talk... Uh, or they don't they, they talk <laughs> they go right from like right underneath the knuckle They're on apple the thumb gloves. <laughs> the gloves are like oh, oh. <laughs> the, the gl- <laughs> they go right from like underneath the knuckle on the thumb to yeah. like the corner uh, like right near the wrist on an, well no but it's like, like above the wrist yeah it's from like here down like from your like right above like right at the knuckles down like to the yeah. tips of the fingers yeah she's it's basically the, the top half of your hand yeah and she's they were like, very fashionable in like the Early to mid two thousands. Yeah, but there she th- she was wearing those and they they were cute. I don't know why she decided to wear opera gloves to the club, <laughs> <laughs> but she did. She just came from D Fleet Mouse. Uh, well, maybe she, she was, like, maybe she was <laughs> like, well, where can I go well, now? Maybe she was know, worried I'll about bumping busy. into people. What? Maybe she's worried about bumping into people. But she, she doesn't left. have magic elbows. She just has magic hands. Well, no, she says, "Don't touch me." Like when people touch her, she gets. Um... She's starring in Young. No, that's <laughs> that's true though, because Hugh kind of grabs her upper arm, and that's when she gets that vision of Olivia getting slammed into the wall. Huh. Never mind. So but shouldn't she no, just be yeah. in like a body glove? Shouldn't she <laughs> be in one of those she's like just wearing <laughs> a full condom? Yeah, just she a full condom in the like club. one of those like those you know the like the black suits that they used to wear in the Apple commercials where they're like dancing <laughs> around the like animations. <laughs> Her episode is really just an entire metaphor about safe sex. That's all. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> She's just Sally Field. And <laughs> um, but anyway, no. No. Yeah, yes. No. Back to no. This has nothing Nelly. to do with Theo. Yeah. We, we will get to Theo. But um, basically, the theme of this episode is sleep paralysis fucking blows. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> I have only had sleep paralysis once. Really? Yeah. Have you had uh, no, it before? No, I've never had it. I, really? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no. Uh, Watch tonight. No, don't. <laughs> no. Nope. No, thank you. I'm good. Don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want it. Um, I had it once, and it was actually when David and I moved into this apartment. I had really? sleep paralysis. I, uh, I, was, I was obviously in bed. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> I, he just found you on the kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, but like I was in, I was experiencing sleep paralysis. And for those of you who don't know, that is when your body wakes up, but your mind doesn't. So you're still like dreaming. It's opposite. Yeah, I was going to say it's the opposite. Mind wakes up, body doesn't. Whatever it is. Yeah. But like you, your mind wakes up. But then why are you continuing to dream? Basically, it's your muscles haven't come online. So you can't move, but your your brain is still functioning, and it's sort of like halfway in between REM sleep and yeah. awake. You're like in the gray area between being awake and being asleep. But you you continue to dream while you're awake. You can continue. You can. To dream. Well, some I did. people do. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's that gray area between dreaming and being awake. But your body, like your like aside, like your body is still asleep or like still catching up with you. But your brain is like either halfway or completely awake, kind of thing. Well. I continued to dream, I guess. (laughs) And I dreamt, or I saw, like hallucinated, that dad came out of my closet. (laughs) Finally. And I was like, like, what kind of metaphor is this? (laughs) We're very proud of our father. (laughs) 
<laughs> Happy Pride Day. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> he's listening to this like, fuck you. Um, As he puts those that tray of cookies that he's baking down, he <laughs> text us and yell at us. I'm so mad. I'm just going to go bite my pillow. <laughs> oh my it's waiting for Guffman. I know. I know. <laughs> um. Yes. So, what the hell was I talking? Oh, Nella's experiencing sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, you and I have obviously experienced sleep paralysis before. I'm surprised yes. that you haven't. I'm very thankful that I haven't. It's not really a common thing. No. So you know, I I mean, it's only happened once to me. Knock on wood. I, yeah. I've never had it more than that one time. But that's kind of where, kind of Nell's problems start. Is that her therapist thinks she's just experiencing sleep paralysis because he's a fucking dick face <laughs> well in his defense how often do you really think it's going but to like, be like he oh i from later... this really haunted house that's trying to kill me <laughs> you know? he proves later in the episode that he's kind of a dickhead I think it's I, I mean yeah but it's also just kind of like again like if you were sitting there with the, and as a therapist and somebody was like I'm from this really scary house that's trying to murder me you'd be like more meds for you more meds and always take your meds right yeah. don't um, throw them down the toilet like an L did yeah yeah and and then tell everyone that you're taking them when you flush them down the toilet <laughs> um mine and then obviously Nell goes to the the psychiatrist or therapist do they ever specify which it is i think it's a psychiatrist because if he's giving her medication then he has to be like a medical doctor i didn't know if well. he was the one giving her the meds or if he was just asking her about the meds she had gotten they don't specify yeah but for the purposes of this i would i would probably guess that he's a psychiatrist all right well, I'll give you that. Thank you. So then after the psychiatrist, <laughs> uh, he he sends her to like a sleep study, to like a sleep lab to figure out uh, why she's fucked up. <laughs> and she meets Arthur. Yes. Uh, which is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> For Arthur. Yeah, yeah, um, so <laughs> my only note for this scene is that Arthur should probably not be asking patients out, especially when they suffer from sleep disorders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is suspect. And like, obviously, like she like he doesn't do anything wrong. They end up getting married and falling very much in love. But yeah, it's it kind of is... a meet cute moment. Really. They're a really yeah. cute couple. I'm not going to lie. They are a very cute couple, but it starts in kind of a weird way. Yeah. Like usually you wouldn't expect a, a tech to be asking people well, out. In his defense, Nell was flirting with him and did essentially ask him, like, was like, oh, I'll go for coffee with you. And he was like, it's just a question on the questionnaire, but yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then he's like, well, I was going to wait till the end to ask. Yeah, that's true. Take this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So she and Arthur go out on a date and then he proposes and then they get married and uh, <laughs> this is all on the first this day. This is all on one day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, we have a little montage. We, yeah. we see Nell get married and then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Aww. He does. He, he does. Basically, ba- basically he, we, he keeps talking her out of these like sleep paralysis moments. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very sweet and they clearly love each other very much. So naturally something terrible has to happen to him. Yeah, because, because this, was a, this was apparently a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> well, they had one black guy in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> gotta kill him you know like <laughs> he was like his agent was like you got the part he's like great what's it called the haunting of hill house son of a bitch <laughs> 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 um 
Um, and so he uh, he does. He dies. He suffers an aneurysm in the middle of one of Nell's sleep paralysis moments. Um, which because is, she can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, like what a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but my favorite part of the... Your favorite part? <laughs> well, my favorite part of the montage. Oh, okay. I, I thought we were still say. talking about Arthur. I was like, damn. <laughs> my favorite part is when, My favorite part of the montage is when uh, Nell and Steve are dancing at her wedding and Shirley is just like having a meltdown because Theo is dancing with the brides. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how long do you think it's going to take? And you just see Shirley sitting there like looking like a full on Karen. She is just like, mm. <laughs> uh, yes. So that was my, did you have a favorite part of the montage? Of the montage? That is um, actually my favorite part as well. I do think it's kind of funny when they go upstairs to find the bridesmaid and they think that she's like with one of the groomsmen and then they're like, they're like, they're like oh, when Theo just like pops up out of the bedroom, she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that did surprise me when I watched it the first time. Not that I didn't think that Leo, uh, Leo, let's see, that, Leo. Theo, <laughs> that Theo was a lesbian, but like, you know. Well, at that point, hadn't she already been with a woman? Yeah, we'd already seen her with uh, Yeah, but Trish. I just, for whatever reason, it just shocked me. Her name me. is Trish? Yeah. Oh, no. What? This th- these writers just love a lesbian stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Is that a what? Quick, what's a name for a lesbian? Trish. <laughs> she, she couldn't have been like Nicole. Yeah. She couldn't have been like. There's nothing wrong with the name Trish. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the name Trish, but it's a very like. That's a very lesbianic like, name. Yeah, like, if you're trying to create a lesbian, you're like, name it Trish. <laughs> <laughs> name it Trish. No. It, the only Would name... you like to apologize for that now? <laughs> to apologize? No. The only name more lesbian than Trish, I think, is Terry. Yes, That's we've the, been over this no, like Terry, that Terry is... is the lesbian name. Yes. If you name your daughter Teresa, there's a 50-50 shot. I think it's like a, a she 25 may, 75. She may actually sell Subarus. Like. <laughs> <laughs> she might invent Subarus. <laughs> but anyway, no. No. Uh, yes. What the hell? Oh, oh. I, my other favorite moment is actually in that same scene while Noah's dancing with Steve mm. and she sees the mom and. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, she's like standing there with her hand on Hugh's shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. She has a way of just showing up, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah she in really fucking in. freaky ass ways. And Steve's like, what? What do you see? And she goes, nothing. No, nobody. Nobody. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, she turned into Tim Curry from Clue. He was like, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody, nobody here. <laughs> but there's a telephone in the lounge. Um, yeah, that was my other favorite moment in the montage. You know, I feel like the only thing about this show that kind of drives me nuts is it's a perfect example of every single horror movie or horror TV show where you're like, if you all just talked to one another, you would you would realize that you're all experiencing essentially the same shit all the time. I know. And they would have been able to like address this way earlier without Nell like losing her mind and yeah. doing what she does. And then ending up a bent neck lady. The bent neck lady. <laughs> um and 
<laughs> what were you gonna say? There's a couple moments after this episode where sh- where the bent neck lady shows up again, mm-hmm. and I hate to admit that because at that point, obviously, like we know it's Nell, so they show her like as Nell. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the camera is like panning away, and it's supposed to be creepy, but it just ends up being kind of funny because she's just standing there with her like neck bang, and she's like, like as they're like <laughs> going by, and I'm like, oh Nell, she's <laughs> like, a Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, Nell. and they're like, okay, not you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Poor Nell. Oh, she really does have a rough go of, the, yeah. of it in this entire episode. Don't you think that Nell would be that friend in real life who, like, when you're just having a bad day and, like, you're venting, and then Nell's like, oh, that's kind of like the time, and then insert super <laughs> traumatic experience here. Nell is like, Debbie Downer. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, it kind of sounds like the time, and you're like, oh, God, no. It kind of sounds like the time my entire family was eaten by a, a school of hammerhead sharks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> the basically the next thing that we get into is Nell <laughs> when she is a little girl finding the the star cup. Yeah, the the cup of stars. The cup of stars. Yeah. And Mrs. Du- what's it? Dunphy. 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 I don't fucking know. <laughs> She's so annoying, and she, she, Mrs. Dudley is is such a fucking weirdo about the whole thing. Yeah, the whole, like, you should insist on your cup of stars because once you're like everybody else, they'll never see your cup of stars again. It's like, you're talking to a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nobody likes you. Drink this. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually lifted directly from the book. Of course, it's Nell who says it, not Mrs. Dudley. So I'm not really sure why. No. Says what? In the in the book, Nell says the bit about the, the cup of stars. Like, that's, oh. a, that's an Eleanor bit. Oh. Does she find the cup of stars? Is that what it is? No, she's she's in a restaurant and like there's a little kid who is won't drink what her parents have given her because it's not her cup of her cup of stars. <laughs> and Nell has this weird like paranoid moment where she's like, "Don't ever ever say you know, don't ever do what they want you to do and insist upon your cup of stars." And it's just like, it's just this weird like. Nell's a fucking fruitcake is what it comes down <laughs> to. <laughs> Nell's a fruitcake. No, obviously it's a bit more complicated than that, but but that's usually where I walk out of that narrative just like, yep, she's a fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Nell is a fruitcake. Um, so basically what happens is she finds the... the, the fucking tea set and Mrs. Dudley Dunphy doodly do tells her okay don't break it and then she goes downstairs to wash it and the mom has an episode (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes Olivia Lady Olivia uh, has one of her migraines yes one of her color storms that's what you call it Is that what she called it? Yes. It's like what you tell a kid when they have brain cancer. Like, oh. oh, you have you have you have color storms. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so Olivia has a color storm, and so does Nell. She draws on the walls, but she didn't. Yes, she said yes. she didn't. Well, it just says her name, right? It just says Nell on the it wall. It just says Nell on the wall. But then uh, after Olivia freaks out about it and like loses her fucking mind, then uh, <laughs> then Theo comes over and takes off her opera glove. <laughs> well, wait, because Theo is like, Mm-mm, I believe you. Like, no, mom, you're wrong. Like, she didn't do this. 
Yeah, no, she kind of cops an attitude a little bit. Yeah. yeah, basically Theo is like, no, that's not what happened. And uh, and Olivia's like, fine, then you deal with it. And she goes away. Uh, she she floats away. <laughs> it's like a really angry opera singer. <laughs> I know. And then Theo's like, I'll take a look. And she she goes and, and you know, she takes off her bodysuit and she, the, she, the skin comes off and the lizard person comes out and she touches the wall. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you didn't do it. <laughs> And Nell's like, you could feel that? And Theo's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, what this whole moment comes down to is the house is fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah, because Theo peels the wallpaper back and what it actually says on the wall is come home, Nell. Yeah. Not yeah, just Nell. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it was just they fucked up. They were trying to quote Hook, but they got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Run home, Nell. No. <laughs> uh, yes, it says, come home, Nell. And she does. She does. How exciting. Uh, because that <laughs> is... <laughs> what? How exciting. Moving on. Like, that was just the way he said it. That is essentially what's going to happen next. The only thing that happens between that and this is... is the rest of Nell's life. What? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Nell. <laughs> You're like that's essentially what's gonna happen next. Like her coming home, like so between when she's six and like twenty eight. Like, no, I'm talking about in the story that we are being told. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, forgive me. I'm really because tired. there are some things that happen in her life that we don't see. Yes, that is true. A couple, just a few. Yeah, we missed her prom and like you know. Her- well, that's because bent neck lady wasn't there. So you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you're all gonna laugh at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Dudley's like your cup of stars. <laughs> Imagine her prom photo just her and Bent Neck Lady, but like in the prom position. <laughs> it's like her and Terry. And, <laughs> and then in the back, there's just the Bent Neck Lady smiling like. <laughs> um, yes. Then we go to a, a flash forward with her and Luke. And we see her kind of driving Luke to rehab. And Luke is not listening to anything that she's saying. Yeah, Luke is just being a douchebag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luke the douche. Um, but basically what happens is, uh, long story short, Luke convinces Nell <laughs> that the only way he can get clean is if he starts off dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to buy him heroin that he can do so that he can get better. And she does it. Yeah, and which she is, does. Which is the thing that got me. Was kind You're of like, like ah. <laughs> was kind of like, you've you've known him for a while now. I feel like you should probably be able to tell when he's bullshitting you. Yeah, this is kind of like this is old well, news. Well, Nelly. she can tell. I think it's just that she, um, it's it's a twin thing. She just wants. She, Are you saying that you would buy Kevin heroin? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, I'm like shit. We're caught, Kevin. I, <laughs> no. I mean, if you got to feel high and well, you didn't have to actually take the heroin to do it, that would be kind of cool, I yeah. guess. I mean, without sounding like an English teacher, isn't this supposed to be like the moment where, like, we're realizing like Nell just gets used by her siblings in the sense to like they need her for whatever bit, but then when she needs them, they're not there. They could give two shits. Well, that is what this moment is, but it's also kind of fucked up that she's running well, around yes. buying Luke heroin. 
And then he puts it in his foot, which yeah. I didn't even know was a thing you I, could I, do. You know, funny thing is, because like I felt bad. Hurt, yeah. Like a lot. I felt like they did that so that we even tune out now because she's talking. I'm like, he's putting heroin in his foot. <laughs> like, I'm not even listening to her at this point. I'm like, like, is that a thing? Like Googling, like, do people put heroin in their feet? Like, you know, like, do they? I don't know. <laughs> I never got an answer. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be a very, like. I mean, I guess anywhere there's like a prominent vein. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. And he's got big feet, so maybe it's not a problem. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the whole foot thing works. Well, he's got big hands, so he could just put it in his hands. He's got a fat ass. <laughs> just put it to his butt. <laughs> This is my in my favorite. mind, it felt like I was like, it's like you know, he does have big feet. I bet you it would be. I don't know why. I'm really <laughs> don't mind me. I guess that's the beauty of my being fat is that you can be positive. I'm never putting heroin in my feet because <laughs> I can't, can't even reach them. Reach them. <laughs> You'll always know that I have clean feet because I can't reach them. Um, yes. So Luke takes his foot heroin. <laughs> And then he fucks off too. Um, and then we kind of go into the downward spiral. Now we're really into the the meat and gravy of this <laughs> of this episode. Uh, because Nell is off her meds. She confronts Steve in the bookshop at his at his lecturing tour, which by the way is not a very impressive turnout. Yeah, no. For a book that was supposed to be a big hit, there's not that many yeah, people. Yeah, it's like out. a big hit. And he's like, yes, please come in. And there's like 12 people. Well, you know, I mean, could you imagine how big of a hit it would be if every single time people show up and they want to ask you questions about Hill House and you're like, I'm not talking about that. Like, <laughs> it's like really? Because that's what you're fucking known for. So. <laughs> really, Steve? Get it together. Um, yeah, he, I, which I thought was kind of dumb. It's like, there are people who come to see my shows and I'll do like a show full of new stuff, mm-hmm. but then they'll be like, do this song. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like they came and they, cause they want to see it. So yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to do it. And I know that for him it's different because it's like, he, he didn't really see anything. So he can't talk about it as freely. Well, yeah. And it's also something that like, there's a lot of tension around for him because of how his siblings reacted to him writing the book in the first place, so and that is exemplified in this scene. Well, yeah, but my favorite thing about this scene is the fact that Nell is like literally sitting three feet in front of him, and then until she stands up and she's like, "Steven," he's like, "Oh, Nell, <laughs> <laughs> didn't see you yeah, there." It's probably been like a good hour, hour and a half. He's been doing this. His sister's three feet to the left of him, and he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> She was literally in the front row, like making yeah. eye contact with him the whole time. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> Little name tag says, hi, I'm Nell. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, she loses, she gets very upset with him and uh, accuses him of lying to all of his readers. And mm-hmm. he very adamantly denies it, uh, which we know is false. And then she goes to her therapist. Which and this we know is, is also a lie. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to her therapist and she's like, I confronted Steve. And he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> he's like, Are you off your meds? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not off my meds. I confronted Steve. And he's like, back to the loony bin now. <laughs> uh that's why I th- I hate her therapist or her psychiatrist or whatever the fuck he is because she's like I finally did the thing you've been telling me to do and he's like you're nuts well, well he was like well you weren't supposed to confront your siblings you're supposed to okay. confront your past and it's like 
what? Why are you staring at me like that? I'm listening to you. <laughs> you get this look on your face. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> it's just a very judgy look. Like you idiot. <laughs> well, because he, like, confronting her past is confronting her siblings. She has this like animosity uh, towards I mean, her siblings. Well, no, because he says in the thing that he's like, everything always comes back to the house. Everything always comes back to what happened to you in the house. So he's like, and they were there. Well, yeah, but the whole point is that like is confronting the house. Uh, essentially, what he does is um, he's the catalyst that makes her decide to go back to the house, which <laughs> is even job. worse. Yeah, <laughs> he's so good. I love this therapist. Yeah, when Theo calls him a quack, it's a little bit like, "Yep, thank you, Theo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we kind of we we jump into Nell's spiral downward and. Um, it really was like it really exemplified for me the thing that we've talked about before, which is that each sibling represents one of the stages of grief. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess so Bob in- doesn't oh, listen wow. to the podcast. <laughs> so insightful. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but obviously Nell is depression. Well, she's acceptance actually. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no acceptance. What the fuck is she accepting? Her, her ultimate stance in the series. So is who's depression? Shirley? Luke. No. Yes. I mean, yeah. Did you see Luke? He looks like shit. It's like nine out of ten. Luke's episodes. shooting heroin into his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be pretty depressed to be shooting heroin in your feet. <laughs> and he used a gun. <laughs> um, I don't know. So wait, then Stephen is what denial? Denial. denial. Shirley, Shirley is, I guess Shirley's, Shirley's anger. anger. Yeah, Theo is bargaining. The, I would. Wouldn't you switch that? Theo's anger. No, because Shirley's pissed off at everybody. Well, no, Shirley just like Shirley is like everything. almost exclusively angry. She's always angry at everybody. Theo. Well, in Shirley's defense, people give her a reason to be angry a lot. <laughs> Like, everybody's like, Shirley, you're so angry. I'm like, well, I mean, did you not see what you did three seconds ago, this poor woman? Um, how is Theo bargaining? <laughs> oh, great. Should we go back um, and listen to the other episode? I think it's because she's the therapist. She's always seeing every every side of things. I don't know if I see that. I think she's the most well-equipped to cope with things. And so I, mean, I think but, that's where the bargaining comes in. Okay. But then, well, actually, wouldn't Theo be acceptance? Because she's always the one who's like, she's like, you, she's always the one who's like, no, like, acknowledge what we saw as kids. Like, acknowledge it. Like, I feel like I mean, I'm just going accepted. based off of what Mike Flanagan, the director, said. Oh, so he said I'm, this. Yes. Never mind. Well, I won't argue with the director. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fine. You're the director. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because to me, I feel like Nell is more depression than Luke is. Especially considering the whole nothing bit. Um, oh, we haven't got there yet. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next episode. My bad. Just kidding. Well, Never mind. <clears throat> you know, and that's kind of the. I, I guess it's hard to say. Maybe because they're the twins, they're like a dual type situation. Yeah, they kind of have that kind of parallel journey going for them. But it's very, it's very hard to. Uh, it's ha- it's hard to say which one is more depressing. Yeah, and we allow for- <laughs> <laughs> 
we also i feel kind of see nell go through all five stages like she's not just one thing we kind mm. of see her go through all five of them as the series progresses because like mm. obviously what she does to, to steve in the bookshop is very clearly anger yeah and the, her complete her, her inability to t- say no to luke would be denial like i think yeah. that there's there's an argument to be made that nell is sort of all five at once that would make sense mm. but do you think that that's kind of where the acceptance comes from in that she just kind of copes with everything well couldn't it also just be the fact that nell's the only one who's like willing to um go back and face it well that and also she's like the one who acknowledges the fact that it like happened like she lives her life in it essentially like everybody else has found some coping mechanism whereas she's yeah the she's one... the only one seeing the bent neck lady every five minutes yeah hmm. whereas everybody else is like moved on done thank you bye <laughs> <laughs> okay bye yeah, exactly I was curious why um, in one of her in one of her sleep paralysis moments she sees Luke dead yeah and I was curious what the what that situation was was that a, like like we've discussed in the past it's Hill House trying to subject her to disturbing imagery or imagery that will lure her back or was it something that, like, I, I guess I just didn't see the rhetorical device that that was supposed to be for her. I mean, I think it's just supposed to be the reason that she reaches out to everybody, because that's what she says in the voicemails, that she's worried about Luke. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mostly there just to be the reason that she tries to call all of her siblings that day. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I think... I think basically everything Nell sees is, is a function of the house being <coughs> a big old bag of dicks. Well, part of it also has to do with, oh, see, this is, again, this is later in the series. Um, it has to do with um, what Olivia goes through, which is the house constantly showing her images of adult Nell and adult Luke dead. Yeah. And as we find out later, since that she's seeing herself as Bent Neck Lady, and she tells that whole spiel in the last episode about time, being more like rain or, and confetti around you as opposed to a linear thing. I think that she's always been subjected to the images of her and Luke, like, dead and as adults. So I think it's just kind of like, we, the viewer, I think, in this episode aren't supposed to like necessarily like get it. Well, no, I but, get that. I'm just saying that was something I picked up on. I, it was unclear to me in the moment what that was cueing oh, us into gotcha. sorry <laughs> um and then we get into nell at the house and basically we we go through the whole uh the day that they left the house and oh you're talking about that part well all of it we get into the day they left the house and the dad having to go with the cops and yeah uh their aunt is coming yeah yeah their aunt is coming to get them yeah and uh it's three o'clock, I think that two o'clock, two o'clock that yeah. they're getting picked up, and that's kind of a big thing for Nell. And um, then she goes back to the house after she, you know, it kind of goes through what we've already seen. Like she yeah. calls everyone, and no one picks up, and she calls the dad, and she's like, "I love you." And then she goes into the house, and then she goes into the glowing Be- house. Before and we get there, um, <laughs> just why is Hugh covered in blood when she <laughs> when he's at the motel? I don't. 
don't know. Like, I, I did wonder that myself. It's because, in again, in the last episode, because they, when they pick him up, they talk about, they're like, what did you do for those three hours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seems I left my phone on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so in those three hours when he goes back, he finds Olivia's body and he like, he like holds Olivia's body and that's why he gets covered in blood after she jumps from the staircase. Hmm. But I was going to say, I couldn't remember how she died. Yeah. Well, she's like a, a poppy essentially um, killed her. Yeah. So, but she, yeah, her and Nell die essentially in the same place. And let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Well, let, let, first of all, let's get to, she walks into the house and she has this kind of vision of her whole family being there. And it's kind of like this very happy reunion. It's the it's her wedding reception. Well, yeah, it's her wedding reception, but her mom is there and uh, her and Arthur is there and she's dancing with Arthur. But then you have this very creepy dichotomy of like her dancing in this well-lit house to her like dancing in the ruins of this house alone. By herself in the dark. <laughs> and it's like, it's very eerie and it's very creepy, but like, on its own, the imagery is like a little bit funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Even when she's dancing with Arthur, it's funny because I'm like, I'm like, y'all are just like moving room to room. Like, it's just like, there's no, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me the whole time. But it is much funnier when she's by herself. Just like, <laughs> like, imagine like the Dudleys are like, nobody goes there in the dark. And you look through the window and just Nell is like Nell's dancing. dancing through the house. <laughs> she's got and great like, form. Oh, though. no. <laughs> are the Dudleys supposed to still be there? <coughs> um, yes, the Dudleys are still working there, but they are not there in the night, in the dark. <laughs> what a great quote. <laughs> um, so she uh, she does. She dances on up the staircase, and yeah. she goes with her mom. And, and what's what's the little girl's name? Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. She goes with her mom and Abigail uh, up the stairs. And then... We learn that Hugh apparently never took care of the rope. Yeah, no, he never. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fucking he Hugh. never actually handled that. Literally, like thirty years ago, Olivia's like, "Hey, you should do something with that rope." Thirty years later, <laughs> fucking lazy <laughs> ass Hugh. <laughs> um, yes, and so that is how we discover that Nell is the bent neck lady because she is murdered by the house. Uh, then this like sent me into like an existential crisis. <laughs> <clears throat> because then a- after she uh, is hanged uh, she kind of drops yeah. through her history in the house yeah every time that we've seen the bent neck lady this episode it was her yeah but every time Nell has seen the bent neck lady in her life it was her yes and that's kind of the I. it's like you were talking about the confetti yeah. situation but I guess then my question became I mean, it's a very interesting take for that to be how it works. Like, it's all, it's all like confetti and it's not a straight line and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but then, so is Nell trapped in this, like, like time loop? loop. <laughs> this, like, time loop of things? That really freaked me out. <laughs> um, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, my argument would be that she's, I don't know. See now, I'm having an existential crisis. Yeah, that's that. I'm like, I'm like, like, my God, is she stuck in a in a time loop where she is just constantly going back and and through this whole situation? I I wonder if more that it's 
I would I would argue that oh, this is difficult that she's wrong, and that this is just the, like the one last fuck you from the house. Like here's like a like a just like one last. You know what I mean? You were haunting yeah, yourself. Yeah, but then why would she know, have like, seen those images as a child? Because they hadn't happened yet. I mean, yeah. I don't because know. the house would have to know that that was what was going to happen the house and would be is showing really her Cleo. that image. <laughs> what? So the house is really Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> um, and that is the end of the episode. But it really fucked me up <laughs> because I was like, this is easily the creepiest yeah. episode, in my opinion. I agree. This is the one well, where. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no. No, no. Uh, yes. The first time I watched this, I had to like turn off the television after she <laughs> dropped. She kept dropping. Yeah. Because and then you went and like, drank a, a bottle of bleach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a full bottle of whiskey. But like, <laughs> it was like the happening. <laughs> She's incredible. You watch the video and you're like, nope, gotta die. Because <laughs> I'm. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm one of those people who's usually pretty good at picking up on twists. Like, I'm usually mm-hmm. pretty good at, like, figuring shit like that out. I yeah. ha- I did not see this coming Me at either. all. either. I just thought the bent neck lady was a creepy ghost. I did not. <laughs> Although I will say, watching it this morning, I don't know what it was about the lighting on my TV, but there's one part where she should be, like, pretty much shrouded in darkness. And I was like, oh, shit, you can kind of see her in that one. <laughs> but, really? like, yeah, but it was, like, I don't know. Like, I, and it's the same TV I watched it on originally. I didn't notice it the first time. Mm. So maybe it was just because I knew. I don't know. But, Were you scared during the soda machine scene? Yes. The first time I watched it. The second time I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. But when when she does drop through there, it was kind of fucking like you're like oh shit. I mean, it's definitely you're you're not expecting it. It's very yeah. creepy. It's also the first time because we've never seen the bent neck lady like hanging in before. the light. Well, yeah. not, but we've never seen her hanging before. She's always just standing there, really, or floating around. Yeah. But like in that one, it's very clear that she like dro- <laughs> she dropped in. Yeah. <laughs> <to say hi. laughs> you know, like, so. And you know, it's funny. All the clues are there to put it together, but for some reason, it just didn't like click. Yeah, because no, they talk no... specifically about that rope and how there's going to be an accident, yeah. and then like in that moment, it's like you can clearly tell that the bent neck lady is like hanging. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this should clue me into something. <laughs> it should, but like, I always just at least the first time I watched it, I kind of went, oh, okay, it's foreshadowing the fact that Nell hanged herself, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It didn't occur to me. The implications of that. <laughs> of the fact that it was Nell. Yeah, no, yeah. that did not clue me in. And the whole thing with the locket, because in the beginning of the episode, Olivia tells Nell, oh, well, one day you'll have the locket and blah, 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 blah. And then that is, of course, how Nell is, like, imagining herself. I I interpreted it as, like, her putting the locket on was her putting the rope that, on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Um, and I think it's supposed to be interpreted that way. I I assumed that that was the intention, yeah. but um, it it is very interesting to see how because there's two ways you could go with it. Either all of this is kind of a discussion of fate, and so it's like, well, of course that happened. Of course the mom said that because then one day Nell has to do this. So it's like that is how that is what she is destined to do. Or the house is very manipulative and it uses the imagery and the and the ideas that these kids have uh, that is kind of part of their trauma 
to continue to victimize them. And I didn't I didn't really have a, a solid standing on what I thought it was. I personally think it's the second one. One of the notes that I wrote down for this one was the house is an anglerfish. Mm. Mm. Because what does it do? It shows now everything she ever wanted. The people apologizing to her that she wants to, ap- her, to apologize to her. Like the people <clears throat> telling her that, oh, yeah. we always believed you. Like it, it gives her everything she wants and, and then, then kills her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Any thoughts? Not really. No. <laughs> I was like, I was just thinking about ice cream. No, I mean, I, I just remember like the first time I watched it, like, and obviously like with the reveal, I was just like, oh shit. This, 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 this. I'm like, they're really into this one. Okay. I was it like, always makes me think damn. of um, an identity thief when, uh, <laughs> when, he, when he's talking to, he's talking to um, what's his name? Ben. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's ben husband, Falcone. Ben Falcone, when he's talking to him at the the hotel, and he's like, "Yeah, I got my I got my cock and balls shot off in a parent <laughs> warehouse fire." And he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about too. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. I, Sam gave this like really eloquent, articulate, like, <laughs> and they're like, "What do you think?" And I was, I was like, "Oh shit!" Lived <laughs> <laughs> um, in the south for one year, came back. <laughs> <laughs> With all of this insight. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the whole episode. Any takeaways before we go? Um, I'm excited know. to see what happens next. I mean, we know, but for people <laughs> what who could are possibly happen next? Oh, if you just go back to this episode, I tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bob has laid out the entire series. How, and there's, we're only, this is only halfway. Yeah, no, we're only yeah. Oh my God, through. we're halfway through The Haunting of Hill House. Yep. Huh. Well, kids, <laughs> that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in Thursday for a new episode. We might have another Bobcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I might come back and record again. We'll yeah, see. who knows? Maybe. It's not like, not like we would possibly do this. We'll have to time. find time. Yeah, who I knows know. when we'll do it. Um, so that's it. Until Thursday, stay spoopy and remember. <laughs> It's okay. It's just a nightmare. I was awake. She was there. She screamed so loud it hurt my ears. Maybe it was Theo. No, it wasn't Theo. It was like a bent leg baby. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from The Haunting of Hill House, distributed by Netflix 2018. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.